0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Thank you, praise team. Amen. Ushering us into the presence of the Lord, leading us in worship. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Sister Sandy, it's so good to see you. Sister Sandy Lightfoot was in a car accident a few months ago, had a major surgery on her leg, and and, uh, this is the first service she's been able to be back in the house of God, and for that we're very, very thankful. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. And we want to pray that God is going to bring continued healing to her. Also today, uh, a dear friend of this church is Brother James McDonald the James McDonald was in a, uh, riding his bike, fortunately had a helmet on, but was in a terrible bike accident yesterday. Ribs punctured his lungs, um, and um, had some trauma certainly from that bike, but we were, prayed for him last night, but uh, we want to pray for him again today. And uh, they are having on a treatment where they're bringing the, the blood out of his lungs, but. Uh, we thank God for him. Amen. We thank God for Sister Sandy. We believe that God's going to just fully heal her leg. Amen. And finish the work that begun. Would you lift your hands and help me pray? Lord, we pray for continued healing for Sister Sandy. Lord, in that leg, that the bone would grow perfectly. Pray God to touch upon her today. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We pray for Brother James McDonald that the wounds in his lung, from the the broken ribs, God, you would would heal him, make him whole today. In Jesus' name. And let the church say amen. I hope all you vacationers are having a good time. Because I sure miss you when you're at church. And I do. I hope you feel and there's more, I'm gonna take a vacation a few weeks. We're blessed to be able to take trips with our families and make moments like that, aren't we? Memories, you thought I was saying that sarcastically. I could feel you right now. I really mean it. I hope that you are enjoying spending time with your family. Time goes so fast, our kiddos grow up too fast, don't they? Yeah, I'm not rebuking you, I'm complimenting you, amen. And these moments go and you turn around and your kids, I can't believe Lakin's 19 years old. 19 years old, Sawyers, a full-grown man. What in the world's going on here? Pray, saints. I need all the prayer. My kids are getting big. Jillian, 15. Finn, 11. We've got these young men that have come to spend a few weeks with us on the summer. Aren't we thankful for Brother Jude and Brother Dawson? Amen. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 8, reading with verse 4. It's going to be easy today because... If I get to the third reference, it's going to be a chapter 8 as well. But we're going to read from Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Also, the narrative today will come from Matthew chapter 8. It feels so good to be here. The people of God, it it really does. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful for each of you. I really am. Are y'all ready for the word of the Lord? I'm going to read a a verse and and y'all can be seated. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. Where the word of a king is, there is power. Where the word of a king is, there is power. It's backed up when it's a word from the king. How many know that? I'm glad I know who the king is. And where his word is sent, there's power. going back it up. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Where the word of a king is there is power oh clap your hands and shout to the Lord again amen come on let's lift our voices I, I know you want to that's why you come here you come to magnify him you have come to praise him in Jesus name we pray hallelujah God bless you you may be seated anybody feel what I feel in this room Come on, how many feel that surge of the touch of God right now? I think you ought to lift your voices and shout the way you feel it. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, glory. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Come on, I feel the touch of God. I feel the healer in the building. I feel the power of His Spirit. The power of His name. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You would grab and just hold Matthew chapter 8. We'll get there. But Jesus was born. It was was an unlikely situation. His his brothers later in his adult life didn't even believe on him. They did not. um, Which means they would have believed that his own mother wasn't truthful. Mary. That's right. He went to minister in Galilee one time, and the Bible tells us that only some were healed because of their what? Unbelief, meaning the place where he was raised. They didn't believe in him because why? Because the avenue in which he chose to be born was from a virgin womb. Never been done before. Never happened before. Even Joseph Joseph, when Mary found out that she was with child, she could no longer hide it any longer. When he realized that she was with child, and could you imagine, she tells him, well, the baby that's in me is of the Holy Ghost. It's awkward response in the building, but that's exactly the scenario that was there. And because he was a good man, He did not want to shame her publicly because what looked like she had been unfaithful, he was going to put her away privately. Thank God for good people. Amen. Amen. And the scripture teaches us that in that moment that Gabriel came to him and said, that which is in Mary is of the Holy Ghost. His name shall be called Jesus where he's going to save his people from their sin. He he understood now that she was truthful, and he he guarded her and cared for her, and he raised and trained up this child as his own. Amen. And that baby's name that we love today, that gave his life for you and me, his name is Jesus. Isaiah prophesied about him, and we certainly believe he was born of a virgin womb. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, I want us to read it and look what it says. In Isaiah chapter 9 and 6, they will put it on the screen today. I want all of us to read it today together. Would you do that with me? For unto us, stop, unto us, unto me, unto Aaron and Cindy, Lake and Sawyer, Jillian and Finn, unto us at the Yanker, unto us in Zanesville. Unto us in southeastern Ohio. Unto us a child is born. Unto, somebody shout, us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. That's what Isaiah prophesied he would be. All of us in the building believe that verse today, don't we? We believe that he is wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. Come on, if you believe it, shout yes. Yes. Amen. But the Scripture tells us in the book of John chapter 1 that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. When you believed he was who he is, there came faith into you and power to become his children. Why? Because John 1 1 reads this way. Are you ready? Put John 1 1 up there. Let's look what it says. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things. Look at elbow your neighbor and say, all things were made by him. Who is that talking about? Jesus. Who does it define him as? The Word. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. For in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among, oh, I think you're missing it. Not dwelt among them, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, and truth. This Word that was made flesh, born of a virgin womb, raised among them, known as Emmanuel, what we know now, being interpreted, which was what? God with, are there any us in the building? Some of you believe they can have it, but thank God for every believer that believes we can have it. I can have it. My family can have it. Oh, somebody shout us. Praise God. Woo, I feel the Lord in this building right now. Look at your neighbor and say, we. we. Look at your other neighbor and say, us. us. Praise God. So the reason when he came into the world that they did not receive him, he came into his own. That means he came to the Jews. And the Jews didn't receive him. They did out. Matter of fact, they crucified him. How I many know that's true? He came into his own, his own received him not, but to, oh, we just have to read it. There's power in in his word. I get all excited, but I think we ought to read it. Are you you all ready? I've already quoted it, but let's read it. It says, verse 10 of John chapter one. Hallelujah. Are are y'all gonna read it with me? Amen, look what it says. It says, he was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Verse 11, he came into his own and his own received him not. This next verse should put goosebumps up and down your spine when you read the next statement. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the man, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God, and the next verse says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Let me just sum it up for you. He came into the Jews and they rejected him, but he made a way that every Gentile, every Greek, even any Jew that would receive him, when they realize he's the son of God, when they realize he's the word incarnate, He is the mighty God. There is faith that comes to transform you, to become like him. Somebody shout amen. Amen. I believe in him. How many believe that? The Bible tells us that every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the heavens. Amen. And the things in the earth. Went to pray with Sister Hodge last night. Soon as we started singing an old song, Oh, I want to see him. And look upon his face. We started singing, she and I, but the Jude was in the room. The spirit of the Lord came upon her. How many remembers Sister Hodge giving a message in tongues and her interpretation over the years? That same presence came into that room and she started saying in the Holy Ghost, he will know them when he comes for they will have his name. She kept saying, he will know them when he comes for they will have his name. i come to tell you, he's got a name that's above every name. There's a name that is above every name. It's a powerful name. It's a healing name. You know why they didn't receive him? Because how can the son of God be born in Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? You know why they didn't receive him? Because he was the son of a carpenter. You know why they didn't receive him? Because it looked like he's an illegitimate baby. They had in their mind He's gonna show up in the palace, but yet he showed up born in a barn. Because he didn't come for a certain category of people, he stepped down through. Every category, from the top, the Bible says, from the least of them to the greatest of them. He went down below. Matter of fact, I'll read one place. That's what it's talking about. The Bible says he became a worm. You know what that means? He said he was down beneath anybody. He came to the lowest level. Praise the name of the Lord. Scripture says that he made himself little lower than the angels. He even stepped below the place that man would expect him to be. When he walked among men, he didn't wear the fascist fanciest Garments, they didn't, they couldn't perceive this could ever be the son of God. Why? Because the foxes have holes and the birds have nests. But the son of man didn't have anywhere to lay his head. He didn't walk around with riches and gold, gold rings on his fingers. The kings would. He walked around plain, normal, unassuming, unassuming. Oh, yes, he was unassuming, but when he spoke, there was none like him. <laughs> oh, come on. He, he looked maybe less than a commoner. I'm not saying he dressed, dressed bad, I'm just saying he dressed down. He was unassuming to look at. The Bible says there was nothing comely about him. But when he opened his mouth, Nobody had ever seen anybody like him because when he was on the boat and he would open up his mouth, plain Jane, if you will, plain Jesus, if you will, but when he opened his mouth and said, Peace be still, even the wind and the sea obeyed him. And his own disciples said, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I'm gonna tell you what it is, because where the word of the king is, there is power. (laughs) Hallelujah. I said there's power when he opens up his mouth. Power over every element against you. It doesn't matter how, how far along the cancer is. When he speaks, it has to go. It doesn't matter how long you've been in bondage. When he speaks, you will be delivered. For where the word of a king is, there's power. Amen. He, he, when he spoke of himself, he spoke of... Uh, um, Certainly as a son, he would never give credit to his flesh. He would always make this statement. He would say, it's not I to do the work, but the Father that's in me. Amen. Because he is our example. And if we're not careful, we become delegates of God. And when God starts using somebody with his power and his authority, I'll explain in a moment, you'll start taking credit for it. You'll start thinking it's because of the family you were born into. Your daddy was a preacher. Come on, your grandma was an intercessor. And you'll start thinking your hand is mighty instead of his word is mighty. He can operate through anybody that'll allow him. But the Bible says no flesh shall glory in his presence. It's not me that doeth the work, it is he that doeth the work in me and through me. Praise the name of the Lord. Let let me explain it here today. The book of Matthew chapter 8, would you turn there? Amen. Matthew chapter 8, praise the name of the Lord. Everybody say where the word of the King is. There's power. Whew. I feel that power in this room. I'm telling you right now, I feel the word of the Lord. That's gonna push every demonic spirit out of your mind, your, your body, your family. I feel a word coming that's just gonna blast every enemy out of your world. I do, I feel a Holy Ghost breakthrough coming because when God speaks, something happens. Somebody shout amen. Praise the Lord. So skip to verse five. It says, and when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, Beseeching him, that means uh, 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 seeking him, uh, desiring him, and um, has a need. Now, a centurion wasn't just anybody else. A centurion had served 19 years on the front line. He was self-invested. He was uh, self-recruited. That means he chose to join. He paid for his own weapons out of his own pocket. The government didn't fund him to have his military equipment or his garments. He was self invested and personally chose to fight the battle for the Romans on the front line for minimally 19 years. He didn't seek in the back, he sought the front. After 19 years, of front line as a frontline service as a as a as a as a warrior then he could become a centurion century centurion 100 that meant he'd got to be a captain of 100 men he was a leader he was a man's man he was a warrior and he had 100 people soldiers under him that's right took 19 years of that to get to that point he could carry 90 pounds of weight for a certain period of time without failing and that was, he was was strength, he could bear a load. And when he comes to Jesus beseeching him, he was a warrior but he had limitations. He had authority in his life but he didn't have enough authority in his life. That's right. And when he, oh, I just feel like telling you, he had the authority of somebody over him, but he didn't have enough authority to get one of his men healed. This is what it says. It says, saying, Lord. Everybody say, Lord. Lord. That word Lord right there means the highest supremacy of power or authority. That's what it means. That word Lord means the highest level of authority. He acknowledges as a Gentile Roman soldier this. You have more authority than the king of the land. He was under the king. He had authority from the king. He would have had authority from Caesar. But when he called Jesus Lord, he was saying there's no one that has more authority than you. A Gentile, a non-Jew, is saying to him, Lord. You know, Jesus made this statement later in Revelation. John records it. Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending, which is, which was, which is to come, in Revelation chapter 1, the Almighty. The Bible tells us that Jesus said, all power, somebody shout, all power, in heaven and in earth, has been given unto me, so unassuming in the way he dressed, so assuming in the way he lived, but when he spoke, are y'all getting the point? Things change when he speaks. He might look like a Nazarene from Nazareth. He might look like to look at his calloused hands because he was a stone layer as a carpenter. He might have looked like just the son of Joseph until... He opened his mouth. Because when he opened his mouth, there's nobody in the world that compares to what he can do. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this, amen. And saying, Lord, my servant, this is what the centurion said, my servant lieth at home what? Sick of the palsy. Grievously tormented. And Jesus saying unto him, I will come and heal him. Aren't you glad Jesus is willing to come to your house? Come on. He said, I will come and heal him. He's talking about going to a Jew, going to a Gentile home as a Jew. Wasn't allowed. But he quickly responds to the centurion. Oh, I will come. I will come to your house and heal him. I think it's powerful to think, to think that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will come to your house. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. What, what what are we talking about? Because he came into his own and they didn't want him in their house. He finds a gentile that believes he's the Lord, that he is who Isaiah said he was. And a gentile that is a non-Jew, wasn't raised in Jewry, didn't know the Pentateuch, didn't know the Old Testament, comes in and 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 says, uh, Lord, I have somebody that one of my soldiers, he's sick. And Jesus just immediately says, I'll come to your house. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus can come to your house. i word it this way. Y'all, y'all not getting bored on me, are you? I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus wants to come to your house. He desires to come to your house. Watch what he says. He said, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, there it is again. I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof but speak the word only. That word, word, is the same word in John 1.1. In the beginning was the word, the Logos. He said, speak the Logos. Speak the word. Use the same word you spoke to create heaven and earth. I understand who you are if you will speak the word only. And He said, and my servant shall be healed. He said, I'm not worthy for your presence, but if you would just speak your word, my servant will be healed. Praise God. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. He makes this statement and clarifies his point. He said, verse nine, he said, for I am a man under, y'all got it? Under authority, having soldiers under me, what he's saying is, he said, I understand delegated authority. He said, when I speak to all those soldiers on the front row, are y'all with me this morning? Huh? You got it? When I tell them what to do, they do it. Sounds powerful. They're looking at me like they need a cup of coffee. Amen. That's what your parents have to deal with when they tell you to clean your room. He said, I'm a man under authority and I have people under me. What he was saying was this. When I speak to them to do, I tell them to do it and they do it. Not because of me, but because the authority that is shared to me. Y'all get that? It's called delegated authority. And when he is speaking to somebody under him, they know he's speaking the word of the king of Rome. Listen, that's what he's saying. He said, I'm under authority, and I have people under me. And look what it says. it says. It says, and I say to this man, go, and he what? To another, come, and he cometh. To my servant, do this, and he doeth it. They're obedient, not because I'm somebody. They're obedient because I represent somebody. It's called delegate, delegated authority. We use that term in politics calls a delegate of the government. It's a delegate. I come in the name of the king. And he was understanding who he was. All you have to do is speak the word and it'll be done. What he was saying was, your word has authority. Your word has power. The same way I command my soldiers and they obey, if you speak, it has to obey. And what he was talking about what has to obey is that the sickness in the body has to obey the voice of the creator and the sickness has to leave and the man will be healed <laughs> come on what i am preaching to you on this Sunday morning, is he's the king of glory over the heaven and the earth. He can say to your storm, peace, and there has to be peace. Sickness leave, sickness has to leave. Be healed, and you will be healed. I wish you would stand to your feet and clap your hands and say, where the word of the king is, there's power. Where the word of the king is, there's power. Praise the name of Jesus. That's right. There's power. There's power. You never go in your own name. Oh, I wish I had time to teach, but I do not. Maybe I'll turn it to a series. But there is power in delegated authority. Do you realize who you are? Do you realize you're just like the centurion? That you have authority over you and you will have people under you as saints of God and people of God. Can you say amen? That's why you never go in your own name. You go in the name that's above every name. That's why when you pray, you say, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ because you're representing something above you. Come on. I don't come here to preach to you the name of Aaron, the name of Frank Bounds, my father, oh no. But when I come in here, he said, whatsoever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because the name is the authority, it's the signet, it's the power. Come on, clap your hands and pray. I pray in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. I pray for you in the name of Aaron, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be weird. Somebody, if Pastor Cody ever comes and says, I pray for you in the name of Cody, just hit him right there. That's false doctrine. That's chaos. That's confusion. Amen. Praise God. Oh, can I have five more minutes? Be seated. Five more minutes. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you what God wants me to do. He wants me to teach you who you are. He wants to reveal to you. You cannot study God and learn him. He only comes by revelation. He reveals himself through revelation. He told Peter, he said, flesh and blood are not revealed unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. To understand the things of God Always comes through revelation. That's why we need His Word. For faith comes not by, for faith cometh only by, amen, from um, uh, the Word of God. Amen. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. Everybody say the Word of the Lord. Let's look what happens. Do this and He doeth it. Verse 10: When Jesus heard it, He marveled. Jesus marveled, amazed at the Word of a Gentile that understood. Truly understood, delegated authority. And he truly understood who he was. That's why he called him Lord. Highest supremacy of authority. It's not just Lord, landlord. It's the Lord. The highest supremacy of authority. And Jesus marveled. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Are you ready? Not in all the Jews. Only two times I see it said in Scripture, both of them were non-Jewish people. How many know it? The Seraphonician woman acted like, oh, I'm getting off, off notes. She tried to fool Jesus by saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. What she's trying to do, she's trying to act like she's a Jew and fake it. He says, not meat to give children the bread The dogs. She said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. She said, I've never seen such faith in all of Israel. A non-Jew. He came into his own, but as many as received him, to them gave he what? Power. Watch what it says. It says, no greater faith than all of Israel. Look at verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, go thy way and ask... Th- and." And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. You know what that means? The moment Jesus spoke the word, he was healed at home. By the time he got home and checked on the servant that had the palsy, he was up doing good, probably eating breakfast, eating fig newtons, I don't know. He's eating something from Day 8 over there. He's sitting there. He said, well, what... No, not spam, (laughs) Brother Gene, it wasn't spam. (laughs) Hey, but when he got home, he was sitting up and he was fine and I'm sure the question came, all right, when did it happen? Well, it happened at this time and the centurion looks back and remembers that when he spoke the word, it was instantaneous healing. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, the power of prayer, the power of prayer. I was over the seas for the first time many years ago. And uh, I was overseas. And I'd never been on the other side of the Atlantic. And uh, I've never prayed over there. And, uh, and I, I love prayer. I believe prayer changes things. I was over the Atlantic. I was in Birmingham, England, and I was praying. And I said to myself, I'm going to pray a prayer to see if God can answer. Now, I wasn't testing God to see if he can answer. We know he can answer. I went, uh, but I want to see it work. So I said, Lord, I haven't heard from this person and uh, I think it would have been maybe a year or two. I said, Lord, I'm asking you to let them contact me. I began to pray for them and cover them in prayer in Birmingham, England, somebody back in the States. I hadn't heard from them in maybe a few years. You know, the next day they contacted me. Cause his word is faster than the speed of light. You think your 5G is something? When he speaks, it can happen right now. That's how he can create the heaven and earth in six days because his word is like light. His thought, his word is instantaneous. Hallelujah. Here's what we're gonna do. I want us, I have felt led of the Lord. There has been a mindset that has been in the church in the North America and it's been this, it's been this, I'm gonna have my pastor to pray. Thank you. It's job security. But there's beyond having your preacher to pray. It's you understanding who you are. And the church, they didn't come and listen to the preacher and go home and live their week, come back and listen to the preacher and go live their week. Oh, no. When they came to the church and they would hear the word of the Lord, they would be sent out to have authority in their own homes, lives, and communities. House to house. They would take on the authority. Somebody say amen. amen. And so what you have to realize as a believer, you become like one of those hundred men or you become a centurion. God grants you authority. Don't ever take credit for it. But Jesus in his teaching just before he ascended at the Mount of Olives, this is what he said. He said, he said this, uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name They shall cast out devils. How are they going to do it? In his name. I pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus said, Whatsoever you ask in my name, I'll do it. When I come into a city, I say, I come in the name of Jesus. When I get up to preach, I'll preach. i say, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you why. Because airbounds is not going to get you anywhere. But I know somebody that can. I know somebody that has a word that brings a life. Amen. Church is about the Lord speaking into your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's why I have prayed for people and they've been healed. And I said, In the name of Jesus, be healed. Instantaneously, they've been healed. I, amen. I've been in services where cancers were removed and legs grew. I saw a lady pray right there. She came to me. She said, I, I'm in pain all over my body. And I said, Why? She said, Because one leg has been shorter than the other my entire life. And I said, Give me your hand. I said, In the name of Jesus be healed. That's all I said. That's all I spoke. I looked at her and I said to her, I said, are you healed? It was so fast, she had to think about it. She said, well, there's no pain in my body. I said, well, praise God, but that's not what you said. You said that you had one leg shorter of the other, and I want to know if God straightened your leg. She said, I have to take off my shoe. As soon as she took off her shoe, the coast, she said, it's healed. My foot is the same as the other. <laughs> I'm telling you, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think through the power that worketh in us. I want you to jump to your feet and clap your hands and shout, God is able. Come on, shout, God is able. Hallelujah. How many are believers in the building that by his stripes we are healed? Say his name, Jesus, Jesus. Somebody shout, Jesus! Jesus! Oh, I do. I pray over my kids in Jesus' name. Amen, I do. I pray over him. I pray for you in Jesus' name. I bind spirits. I believe in spirits of bondage, spirits of fear, spirits of things that happen, deception. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Because there's power in the word of a king, and the name is his signet of authority. Praise God. Oh, Lord. Oh Lord, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Do y'all believe God can use you when you pray? Amen. Everybody say where the word of a king is, there's power. The power. Man, I'm standing between you and food, and it's a dangerous place. <laughs> Esther 8 says this. It says this, when it's talking about King Ahasuerus, it says this, just remain standing. That gives you hope that I'm ending. <laughs> Are y'all with me? I want you to tell your neighbor, there's power in the king's word. I'll continue this at another time. But I want you to read this verse. This is written about the king's signet and his letter. Esther 8 verse eight. Write ye also for the Jews as it liketh you in the king's what? Name "Name, and seal it with the king's ring. For the writing which is written in the king's name and seal with the king's ring may no man reverse. That is the law of the the word of a king. When the king speaks it, no man can reverse it. No devil can stop it. If you've got a prophecy over your life, you ought to just rejoice because it will come to pass. Can you shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. The Bible says, seek ye the Lord, Isaiah 55 and six. Remain saying, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Come to the keyboard, amen. Let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. He'll have mercy upon him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. I want you to say to your neighbor, God will pardon you. He said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Everybody, are are you ready? Look at the next verse. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, my thoughts than your thoughts. He said my ways and my thoughts are so much higher than yours. Then he says, verse 10, I know I'm in a preaching church. I feel this. Some of you have got things that oppose you, but I'm going to tell you the word of the king is going to be spoken and God's going to fix it. God is going to fix it. For as the rain cometh down. Are y'all ready? Let's read it in concert. Sister Jenny, are you ready for this? Amen. For as the rain cometh down. And the snow from heaven. And returneth not thither. But watereth the earth. And maketh it bring forth and bud. That it may give seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. So shall my word. Be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it." If he speaks it, it's not coming back empty. It will accomplish everything he said it's going to accomplish. I'm gonna tell you what I felt last night. I felt joy coming into this building in prayer. I felt victory coming into you. I've come to tell you quit fretting over the timeline and just start believing that where his word has been spoken it will accomplish what he said it's going to do. It will not return. (laughs) Lift your hands and begin to love him. Come on, the Bible says lift your heart with your hands. Lord, we love you. Come on, the Lord is moving. His word has been spoken. Watch it unfold. Watch it be done in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Do y'all have your Bibles with you? Do y'all have Bibles? Any of y'all have Bibles? Huh? We got one? All right, my goodness, next week I want y'all to bring your Bibles up here, okay? I need a few Bible-toting people in the building. I just need about a dozen of you. Come in. Come on the platform with me. Come on. Woo, nothing like his Word. Come on up here. I want you to stand behind me. This is beautiful. This is wonderful. Come on, Bryce, run. That's what the scripture talks about when he said he sent post. That meant in haste. I think this, come on up here, Gabriel, stand right beside him. How the mouth of babes and sucklings, they can speak his word and it will be fulfilled. The centurion understood just speak the word and it'll be done. I'm a man under authority, with people under me. When Haman, I don't have time to explain it all. When Haman's word was to kill every Jew in 127 provinces, would have been we would call them nations today. They had a king over 127 provinces. But there was a, a lady by the name of Esther. She had a cousin by the name of Mordecai, which represents the pastor. I don't have time to explain it. But when she came out of the throne room saying came out of the palace and said, Haman's wanting to kill my people, my family. The king had him killed, removed him. But there was already a letter that was in the land that said for every Jewish person to be destroyed on what was known as the day of, of, of Purim. It was a date that was set to destroy every Jew in 127 provinces. And Esther came back to the king and says, got a problem. Haman's already sent a word out for everybody in the land that my people would be destroyed. You know what he said? He said, write a letter. Mordecai writes a letter that says for every Jew to have authority over their home. And anybody that would come against them they would have power to defend themselves and to win. So he writes a letter The authority is put upon the signet ring, the signet ring of a pastor, of Mordecai, if you will. And when the letter is stamped, the king says, no man can reverse it once it has been sent and signed by the king. It's not the word of Mordecai. It's the word of the king. I wish you could see what I see. cause the bible says that the church in acts chapter 8 went everywhere preaching the gospel and what they did was they got posts that had letters with them that was where you get the word post office today messengers and they all had these letters and they were all stamped by the king they scribes were copy in the bible scribes were copywriters that's what copy machines now but scribes they would they would and they would seems Uh, the king's signet would be on that 120 nations every community every everybody and they sent messengers in haste to every community and when they got there the devil's plan to destroy was reversed to give the people of god victory over everything coming against them and the reason every single community every single Jew in 127 nations had authority is because the king sent his word because of the prayer request of a bride. When you're talking about preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel is not about telling the story. Preaching the gospel is about being sent by the king to bring deliverance to your people. So Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and then also to the Greek. If you only realize what would happen if you'd get a hold of the letter. Take it to every jail. Take it to your family members. There's power in the letter. I said there's power in the letter. It'll set communities free. It'll set people free. For where the word of the king is, there's power. I want you to lift your hands all over this building. I want these awesome people. Pray toward them. I want you to pray. Lift your hands. The Holy Ghost is moving here right now. The spirit of the Lord. For where the word of the king is, there's power. Come on, the Lord's going to fix it. I want you to call upon the name of the King right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, begin to pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, healing's coming to my family. In the name of Jesus, deliverance coming to my family. In the name of Jesus, power is coming to set my family free. Hallelujah! hallelujah there is power in the name of jesus come on there's power there is power come on there's power in the name of jesus if you have sickness in your body you have a family situation whether it be job financial Emotional, I want you to come. I want you to come. I'm not praying for you. I'm gonna let them pray for you. Come on, if you have sickness, bondage, you need the Holy Ghost. You you need God to touch you. You need a healing. You need a breakthrough. Come on, how many gonna just a few more moments? Let the Holy Ghost speak to us. I feel power right now. the signet so when you deliver the news you've got all of the authority backing you up now listen every single one of you with the Bible in your hand God God can use you just like he does pastor how many believe he can use more than the preacher amen how many of you out there believe God can use you with the letter the name everybody shout I've got the name I've got authority do y'all believe God can touch you praise the name of the Lord y'all have the letter you got the letter do you believe his word believe his word because the bible says these signs are going to follow you that believe when you lay hands on them here's what you do you can ask them and just ask them say what would you like God to do for you today Tell them what you want. If it's private, you say it's personal, but I, I, I need a healing or I need a family situation. or you can generalize it. It's up to you. But when they lay hands on you, and they speak the name of Jesus. I believe heaven is going to come into this room. Do you believe that? That's why we pray for one another. We don't just say, I'm going to pray. Oh, no. I pray for you. What am I doing? I'm speaking the word because the word that I speak is from the word of the king and there's power when I pray it. Somebody shout Hallelujah. Amen. I want every hand lifted. I want y'all to go down. Go ahead and start finding somebody. Be led. I want you to pray. Come. come on, every hand lifted today. There is power.